Sooners of Oklahoma, 12-0 and still looking for respect nationwide. What is going on, Sooner Nation? You are tuned into a Barry and Mac show exclusive, Damian Mackey's 10 Thoughts. While you have time, please go leave us a rating and review on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts. Also, go follow all of the social media at Barry and Mac SHW. Damian's is at D underscore Mac 13. Mine is at BYS Fitness at the letter B W I S E Fitness. And be looking for Sooners360.com coming to you guys very, very soon. Let's get on with the show. Getting ready for these 10 thoughts. Uh, It's always uh, interesting to, you know, watch our team play. And uh, like I said in the postgame review, you know, you always want to make sure you uplift guys when they're down, but you definitely want to critique when they're up. And uh, a salute to the team for getting a really good win um, against, uh, I mean, hell, better than average Kansas team, probably the best team they've had the last 15, 20 years. Um, and, and to come away with a victory, hell yeah, there's things we need to fix. Hell yeah, we have position groups that are just not up to, to par right now. Uh, we've got some you know, specific players who, in my opinion, they need to uh, just get better, man. They need to get better. But to get off the, the 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 losing streak and to get some confidence going into the bye is a big, big deal. I firmly believe we have the opportunity to turn the corner and have a great second half of the year and really build momentum going into offseason, recruiting, closing out this class, and uh, – you know, creating some of that sooner magic like Bob had year two, if you guys know what I mean. I was uh, just got done doing an actual pod with a couple of young lads, some Sooners who I and I just, you know, they they shot me a DM on on Twitter literally like three or four days ago. I'm like, hey, man, will you jump on our pod? And I was like, hell yeah, I'll jump on your pod. I had to confirm that they were legit, confirm that they were uh, real Sooner fans. And so I just want to shout out. Uh, these two young men, man, they're doing a great job. And go check them out. Name of their podcast is Oklahoma Sports Podcast by O'Grady and O'Grady. I believe they're cousins. One's in his early 20s, one another's in his early 30s. And just casual fans, but they're also telling their truth. Hell, I think they're doing a great job. But let's jump into these 10 thoughts. Uh, obviously, want to get started with the queue, man. I said last week the team needed their leader back. And uh, we've all had our own opinions about uh, Dylan and and, you know, you know, how good he is relative to other guys in the, uh, you know, past years in the program and, um, you know, what some of his issues have been with overthrows and things of that nature. But I tell you what, sometimes we just need to sit down and shut up. Kid came and played well Saturday, obviously had a couple goofy mistakes. I think uh, the pick is one where he's thrown to a spot and you, you've got a, a hard safety, it looks like, or maybe he's a backer, I don't know, but I think he's a hard safety, and he's sitting in the window, and he picks it, but I get it, right? It's, it's a it's a pre-snap re-throw, and uh, wasn't far off, obviously. Uh, the, the fumble, the first fumble is one where I, wish, I know he wants to have it back, and the second fumble, the puppy literally just hits the ball out of his hand. You put those couple plays away, and we saw our quarterback uh, amassed 700 yards of total offense. 
We saw our quarterback put the ball inside, outside, over the top, right? Quick plays, quick screens, on the edge. We also saw him run the ball, be mobile. I'm not one of those guys that just turns into a fan, kind of a cheerleader guy. But after six quarters of basically seeing an abomination of offensive football, it felt good, even though we didn't look like the Sooners because I was like, yo, is this Ohio State or are we Stanford tonight? Or is this, you know, I don't know, who are we tonight? Are we are we Cincinnati? Right. Those uniforms just was difficult on the eyes. If you if you guys watch the game on TV, you know what I'm talking about. But one thing that did look good is number eight looked like an Oklahoma Sooner quarterback. And he played damn well. Uh, I'm proud of him. That's the type of game that I think will um, jumpstart him into having a separate level of confidence. I think we can all see there's one more echelon above where he is today that uh, if he continues to gain comfort, the game will continue to slow down and he'll get even better. Running backs. Feels good to have an alpha dog, doesn't it? Eric Gray, you know, I made fun of, uh, you know, what he's been doing last year. People were pissed off that he kept sticking his foot in the ground and it wasn't really working or really wasn't achieving much. But, man, I think this is two or three games in a row where him having the ability to do that jump cut has made, uh, you know, plays that are going to be 8, 10, 12-yard plays turned into 20, 25, 30-yard plays. And, And I called them out on that last week. I said, you know, it's time out on us having good runs. We got to go have touchdowns. We got to go run 20, 30, 40, 50 yards into the end zone. And he did it. They called a penalty on him, uh, backed us up, I think, 70 yards. And then the next play, he runs it in again from about 30 yards out. And really, he could have scored from 50. Um, I feel like the puppy's playing well. It's good to see Barnes getting some action. Uh, the young man, he's running hard. and He doesn't look like a freshman on the field in terms of his body, right? He he has a college-ready body, and I think that's really benefiting him. You can tell by next year he's going to be ready to get loose. I really want to see more of Major, man. I, I felt like the uh, young man had a great preseason um, in terms of the first three games. He was somebody who have made his mark i think he had showed a marketed improvement in his ability uh to have some wiggle and to make moves in space and of course he's always been a powerful kid and an explosive kid uh, i think i think he keeps biding his time his opportunity will present itself again but i'm a fan i want to see him get some carries with the ball i want to see him continue to be a focal point uh on the team the wide receivers i feel for my man mims mims if you hear this that was a touchdown. ESPN2 is terrible. Their coverage was terrible. Uh, that referee, shame on him. When you watch the replay, his foot never goes out of bounds. Doesn't go out of bounds, right? He dives, all right? We don't see a knee touch the ground, and the ball hits the end zone when he finally hits the floor. That play should have been called a touchdown, and then they should have been reviewing, reviewing to confirm whether it was or wasn't, right? And so... For the rest to consistently do that to us at home. I mean, it's almost as if they're pissed that we're leaving and going to the SEC. It's almost as if they're pissed that Oklahoma is, you know, saying the top dog in the conference year in and year out. It's almost as if they're, you know, I don't know, maybe they're Texas residents or something. Maybe they're UT grads or something. I don't know. But, but like, dude, can we get a break like at home? You know what I'm saying? Like when we're, you know, in a position where our guy makes a phenomenal play, can you err on the side of giving him a chance to say he did well versus, assuming you ask assuming that he didn't get it because there's clearly no justification for you to say he was down you guessed you literally guessed and it cost him 
a TD and damn it, I might owe Barry a freaking stake. So I'm a little upset about that, especially with Willis going another TD. Now I kid. But receivers, um, you know, some things that I saw that I, I really liked is obviously changing the blocking scheme. We stopped the stock blocking and we really started to do a tunnel block where we kind of create a picket fence and allow the receivers to get outside. Uh, it's good to see um, multiple guys get multiple opportunities to catch the ball, right? I, I'm I'm seeing, obviously, 17 get a ton of uh, action his way. It was good to see Farouk get some action his way. It was good to see uh, 10 back out there. I, hopefully, he's healthy or whatever happened to him in the last couple of weeks. That, that whole thing has uh, come and gone because we're going to need him. We're going to need him. And, and, and although 10 sometimes... You know, I just I get underwhelmed by the fact that he's a 6'3", 210-pound, fifth-year player. I mean, he's essentially a grown man. I'd love for that grown man body to be more on display because receivers do have an opportunity, especially when on an island, to big boy, smaller DBs. And we see the our opponents do that to or try to do that to our DBs, right? Our DBs have played better this year in the regard of not just getting housed in, in most of the games. But I feel like Weiss is a guy, especially with being a five-star recruit, coming from a program like Allen, you know, having the prestige and the pedigree. Dude, get a little cockiness. It's okay to have a little bit of swagger and let people know, just from the mental aspect of the game, that you can big brother. I promise you, it'll help your game, and, and it'll be uh, something that you can use in your bag, especially if you want to play on Sundays. Because if you're going to be soft and allow people to – to kind of bully you, it's not going to be something that's going to help you when you go to the next level. And I, and I think you're an NFL guy. Tight ends. Um, well, what do we say, man? You know, Barry called it over two months ago. Willis is the heart and soul of the team. Kid continues to show up. He had phenomenal blocks. He had a phenomenal wham block. He He's leading through the hole when we run some of our counter stuff. Obviously, he's a mismatch. Um, catching the ball too. He's kind of a stretch tight end slash an inline guy in a lot of different ways. He's kind of like a he, you know, he's kind of like an H back. I think he finds a home in the NFL. Um, having a conversation with a guy talking about some of the greats at tight end at Oklahoma. And and you know, I feel fairly confident in saying, although uh Willis doesn't fall in the the Jermaine Gresham and or the you know the the Andrews where, you know, I'd say the Keith Jackson conversation where I would say those three are bar none, the top three tight ends. Willis is kind of earning his stripes, man. You know, Trent Smith was my tight end and, and Willis is in that in that echelon, right? Steven Alexander, SA, he, he was an NFL guy. I think he plays 18 years in the league. Like as a like, sooner, Willis is kind of climbing into that hemisphere of a tight end for Oklahoma. And I just want to see him continue to shine. You know, 22 drops a pass, but we know he's a tight, he's a blocking tight end. He, you know, I guess he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want any shine, which I guess, hey, we'll throw the ball to nine. No problem. Puppies didn't get a lot of run on Saturday while the game counted, uh, but that position group did well. Whole line. Called you guys out last week. Right. In general, a lot of people have been calling you guys out. Um, you know, and on one side of the coin, you can't really complain when you rush for, I think, 298 rushing yards, I believe, is the amount of yards we rushed for. So you can't complain about that. But, man, I want to see you guys take it personal and start ass-kicking. 
You guys know how to cover up people. You guys know how to recognize fronts and 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 climb to the second level and get backers where they're supposed to go or run people the way you know. If a guy's running this way, you know how to attach to him and run him where he wants to go, and the running backs can read the blocks. But who's nasty? Our tackles get a little nasty, and they definitely dominate on the edges when they're you know when they have the opportunity. Wanya had a couple of bad sets in the second uh, second half of the game. I think there's a there's one play where. DN comes right off the edge and, and gets a sack early in the third quarter. But guard center guard, man, I want to see you guys show more edge. Rain, you're a name I constantly hear people saying, referencing you're an Oklahoma kid, right? And you're big, powerful, you know, center. You're coming after one of the best centers to ever play for the Sooners. Take it personal, man, to be an ass kicker, right? Murray and the kid from Cal, same thing. Right. I'm telling you, there's some freshmen chomping at the bit. Right. We're seeing some rotations of guys coming in because they're expecting and want an opportunity to get on that field. And I'm just telling you, man, in a season where right, we're we're, we're a couple games back and even considering conference championships, Coach V is going to get real close to wanting to see more freshmen getting opportunities to play versus some of the guys who've been around or, are you know, four or five years into the program. I'm excited to see Bird play. I'm excited to see Sexton and Taylor play. I want to see those guys get burned. All right. But I will say this as a unit. Um, you guys had an opportunity to really put a stamp on the line right there going into halftime. Like I said, Mim scores. He really scored. Right. You you watch it. He scores. But they didn't give it to us. Your offensive coordinator gave you two separate plays to get in from a half yard out. And there's a lot, right? You know, we can go into all of the, yeah, but the guy came off the short corner and this and that. And, oh, it was the backside, the front side of the play or play side was this. And that guy snuck in. Listen, man, at some point, just be dominant, right? I I don't know, but I just feel like Lebby wanted to give you guys a chance to show you were physical and show you guys could lean on people and beat folk up. And on the zero yard line, we got our ass kicked twice. Twice. That's a play I would love to have seen majors in the game. I think he's a guy who's proven short yardage. He can, you know, move the pile and or be aggressive and explosive and, and get to the end zone. But Barnes has done a great job too. So right, we can't really complain about that. O line, people are saying we should have done things different. And and I I, you know, from a strategic standpoint, I don't disagree, but I also understand why our OC did what he did. You guys were given an opportunity to put your, you know, basically put your stamp on that game and let people know you can be physical and you haven't done it yet. We're waiting to see it this season. On the defensive side of the ball, we'll start on the D-line. Uh, man, I, you know, I, I'm not a, I don't like to be a mean individual, but I just got to tell the truth. You guys are, you got, you guys have been the weakest link on the defense. And we talked about the X's and O's of it in the post game. And by the way, I'm not saying you guys are bad. I'm not saying every player on the D line is bad. But as a unit, when we talk about the priorities and your job and what your right, what the core responsibility of your positions are, one of you guys, at least pretty consistently, has to be able to beat your guy. And more often than not, especially in past sets, it's just not happening. It hasn't happened since Nebraska. 
right? We've done 30 fronts. We've done 40 fronts. We've been unbalanced. We've had overloads. I mean, we've done inside dogs, outside dogs. We've we fanned and flaked from one side of the defense and come from the other side. I haven't seen you guys play with the level of confidence, the level of physicality. And I'm primarily speaking about the ends, right? We knew going into the season, we didn't really have a three technique or a zero or a one that could kill people. We were hopeful that Redmond could be that guy, right? And Redmond's been disruptive. You know, he's been a guy who's who's made plays and, and garnered some hurries and, but he's a right. He's a he's a excuse me, an inline defender that's in the middle of the line. We need one of our DNs to step up. We need one of you guys to make offenses have to pay attention to you, because if offenses get to just play head up. And allow the, the running back and the tight end to read where pressure is coming from to read who they need to help the most, it's going to be twice as hard to get a sack. We've got to have a D in where the offense says, hey, man, we got to put a double on this guy. Now everyone else has a chance to win. And if you don't, just know that coach is recruiting uh, guys to come in and do that. I'm just telling you, like, it's again, it ain't. Hey, look, when I play receiver, I knew what was up when we brought four new guys. in, And then the next year we brought three new guys in. And then the next year they brought four more guys in. In three years, 11 new receivers came in. And every year I needed to get better. Things don't change in Oklahoma. That crew of receivers went on to be Mark Clayton, Mark Bradley, Brandon Jones, uh, Jawan Rankins, Travis Lewis, Travis Wilson, excuse me, like some uh, Willie Peoples. They have some dudes in that room. Right. Coach, Coach Spurrier and Coach Stoops weren't saying, hey, you know, they called us the Fab Five as freshmen that we were going to win and die with these guys. No, no, no. We at Oklahoma, we go recruit the best of the best and consistently and constantly do so. DNs, I'm just telling you guys right now, you got to do more. Backers. And and philosophically, man, this goes for all of our guys. Guys, can you please turn around and search the football? Please, I know on defense your job is to go through the man and don't you know don't peek in the backfield, but have a sense of have some instinct around when the ball might come because if you turn around number one you minimize the ability to get a pass interference, which killed us in a TCU game absolutely killed us. But number two, you might get an interception. You might actually turn the tide of the game. A lot of times we aren't even putting ourselves in position to make plays. Because we won't turn around, right? Danny Stutzman had, by the way, I saw some plays on Saturday for 28. Man, he looks like a middle backer to me. You guys go watch him on certain plays where they're trying to run off tackle and he's tracking the ball. He's essentially the term they use is scraping. He's scraping across the defensive formation. I'm just telling you, he's standing inside out and then boom, he hits you square and you go down. Like that's solid, solid stuff. And then you see stuff in space, and he doesn't carry the tight end on that touchdown. He doesn't carry the tight end on the second one. Both touchdowns to the tight end, all we need is 28 to carry. But you know what? A Willie backer knows that. A Mike backer, not so much. A Mike backer, generally, if we're a man, he's manned up over the running back. Right? That running back goes in motion. Okay, now he's got to carry the running back. Right? If they're in zero back formation, okay, he's got to carry somebody. But generally, the Mike is the one who's staying in the box with the four down linemen. So it's 5v5. 
the Willie backer has to know how to get out of his hips, turn and run and look back for the ball or at, or at least carry the inside defender as they run up the hash, down the post, whatever the case may be, across the field. And he struggled there, right? Both of their touchdowns. One of the plays, we've got too many men on the field, right? We're kind of, you know, looking around. But, guys, the ball snapped. The second one, you know, you're in decent position if you turn around. I mean, you're a good enough athlete. You're a big, strong, fast, physical dude, man. That might be a play where you save a TD. Two, you had a good day. You had a better day relative to playing in the 30. And by the way, it's just Mackey's opinion. Who the hell am I? I'm just a Sooner fan, right? 20 years ago, I played wide receiver. It's not like I'm a, a linebacker guru, <clears throat> although sometimes I think I am. But two, it's better to see you. I, it feels to me like you're more comfortable with four down linemen. Um, obviously, you've all, you're have all you always going to be a plus player going forward, right? We saw that um in the nebraska game we saw that we saw that as far back as two years ago in that oklahoma state game where perk and those guys went crazy if you guys remember that du was designed to go forward i'd be willing to bet any sum of money um when you get an opportunity to play on sunday you're going to be in a position where you're going forward they're going to watch film and say you know hey he's probably not the best option laterally and or covering you know going backwards but going forward that kid's a stud or that kid's tough, or he can be physical. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's a place where you find a home uh, moving forward in your, in your career, seeing as where you go. I liked what I saw from 23 again. Some things, you know, he, listen, I'm not a perfect back. I heard the comment where you said you guys are a three-headed goat, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, it's good to see you playing better. You got a great interception to play before you could have got a pick six, probably, man. If you catch that one, the play before your pick, but it's good to see you, um, buzz the flats and then sink on the hole, right? Like that's something that Roy Lee was a killer at, right? He was phenomenal at letting the quarterback think he's getting ready to buzz the flat and then he sinks and covers up that inside cut coming in. He undercuts it and picks it. Good to see you do that. That That's a savvy play. That means you're playing with confidence, right? That's not just an intuitive thing you're going to do. You kind of got to set that up. So to see you make that play and then finish the play, actually catch the ball, right? Really, really, really good to see. And, I, and like I said, man, you're playing winning football. Um, and, and I look forward to seeing how you progress the second half of the year. I, I really do. Um, seeing some of the younger guys get in, we saw seven get a little bit of run. Um, 10 probably is a candidate to redshirt, I imagine. I don't know if he's on specials or not. And um, But um, seven, you know, getting an opportunity to get some more play and, and, and be a contributor to the team. Again, next year, that's going to pay big dividends. Uh, the corners, you know, it's interesting, right? I thought for sure they'd pick on you guys and throw the Skinner a lot, 1v1. They didn't. And... Uh, you know, because of that, you guys had a good day. And I think, man, hey, you guys, opportunities come. You guys make the plays. But four, man, again, you're playing winning football, man. You're physical on the edge. I see you out there rallying to the ball. Uh, you you are, you aren't making a lot of consistent, blatant mistakes in space where people, you know, can kind of pick on you. And, and I'm proud of you, man. I'm sure you took it personal last year with the season you had. And obviously the coaching you had versus the coaching you are now receiving in the scheme you are now in. And, and, you know, it helps us helps us see why you were such a high prospect coming out of high school. Woody looked a little more like Woody on Saturday. Um, I think you're an NFL guy. I really do. I think you're a first or second day guy at your best. 
You know, I also think you can place uh, some in the safety position. I think you can be a, a nickel corner or high safety. And obviously you've played some of that in your past, but just a very versatile guy. Uh, you had a very solid game. You know, they didn't pick on you too much, which I think is a show of respect. You made, you came up and made some plays as needed. And a couple times where you missed a couple deals, but solid game. Safeties. Man, this one's gonna be uh this one's gonna be interesting because if I had my way, and like I said, who the hell am I? Just an old dude, you know, who who happens to love the Sooners. Three is gonna take somebody's job. He's gonna take somebody's job. I'm serious. Like he 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 came out obviously one game, but man, I gotta tell you, he, he played with confidence, he was physical, he played moving forward. Um I think there were a couple plays left to be desired in the past game where he left a zone or, or jumped something short or just was. It, it felt like there were a couple times, and I don't know the exact combos you guys are in, but it felt like a couple times he may have been a, a step or two out of place, and because of that, it opened up some stuff for them. But it ain't like everybody else hasn't done that too. But it was good to see that guy in there uh, doing well, Oklahoma kid, and, and he did a good job, man. 12 looked healthy. Except for when you dropped a easy pick. Like, literally, bro, like you dropped the easiest pick in the world. And it was a perfect ball. It was thrown at your face, mash. You just got to go mid it, diamond hands, put your thumbs and your, and your, and your pinkies together. Really, that one, that was your thumbs and your forefinger. Just catch the ball and you'll probably get, you got to run and start, bro. Who knows? You might have took that thing to the house. But it looked good seeing you on the field. You played physical. You made tackles in space. I'm kind of on the, you know what I'm saying? Key Lawrence for Cheetah position. I'm interested to see again. In my perfect world, if I had the if I had the opportunity to 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 scheme the D and guys, listen, yeah, who knows if coach listens to this, but man, I would have Redmond as a strong DN. I'd move downs to the three technique. I'd move uh I'd move DU to the weak DN and let him Grimes and Redmond rotate. Cause we got a couple, you know, we got Cole and Johnson and, and, and Kelly we, Ellis. And we got some guys that could play, you know, uh, over the guards in the center. Um, I'm moving stuntsman to Mike. I think I'm moving white to will. And as it stands right now, I'd like to see, I'd like to see key at the cheetah. Guys, don't forget film. Go watch film of last year. He had to play a bunch of different positions. He had to play safety. He had to play corner. He had to play nickel. And that cheetah position needs to be able to have some instincts and physicality, but also cover like a DB. That might not be a bad spot for him. You got you got 12 at the nickel. I mean, the cheetah. And then you got three and six at the safeties. Obviously, if we have Bowman back, right? He's, the, he's one of the defensive leaders that we're missing. Hopefully, the, the bye week will get him a chance to heal up. But just as it stands right now, you put 12 at Cheetah, 23 at Will, 28 at Mike. You take 31 and put him on the end. You take two and put him on the other end. And then you rotate 14 on both sides. You take 40 and you move him to the three. And then you mix them up with Cole, Johnson, Ellison, and Kelly. I don't know, man. That That's... Listen, you got 22 on one side. You got zero on the other side. You got four providing depth, right? Four and 22 probably, you know, trading possessions. It's not like four has been playing bad, but maybe the matchup 22 is a little longer. You got three and six 
at the safety position. You got you got 12 coming down and playing at Cheetah. 25 adding some depth. By the way, 25. Let me say this. I'm not gonna be mean to you tonight, but man, buddy, that first touchdown. Oh, you got that's a pick for you, bro. You catch an interception and you get to you get to shut up some of the haters. But instead, you try to hit the guy and you bounce the ball in the air and he catches it again. And it's like, damn, everybody gets to hate on you again. And everybody tells me how dope of a teammate you are and this and that and that and this. And I'm like, bro, but you got to show up on Saturday. You got to show up, man. That's a play you got to make. That's your play. You're the help. And, and the ball goes right over your head because you're not looking at it. But. Hey, what can I say? Um, overall, man, I just want to say for Coach, I know this was a, a probably going to be a heavy week for him. You know, just three-game losing streak, man. That's not something that's normal at OU, right? Clearly, we had six quarters of, uh, you know, our quarterback being out the game. But you, you don't want your first-year coach being in a position where you're on a losing streak where you're four, five, six games in a row, right? You don't want your first-year coach in a position where he's got literally the best class Oklahoma's had in 20 years, you know, uh, set up. And all of a sudden, we we have to deal with a lot of adversity with losing. And then culture comes into play and leadership comes into play. And, you know, guys are transferring and this and that. So we put all that to bed. So we've got another 12 days to ride this momentum to get healthy. But I said this in the post game and I'll say it again. Don't be surprised if we come back after the bye and there's some other person that we don't know about who's now getting one A minutes, meaning starter-esque minutes. Some of these guys who are just, a, maybe they're a little dinged up in fall camp, or maybe they were just a couple of things away from being ready to play in August and September. They've gotten a little more mature, a little bit more comfortable, right? Don't be surprised if a couple more guys make waves like three did on Saturday, like 22 is all the way, all of a sudden starting to come out right at the gates. We're going to see an opportunity for a few more guys with a bye week because they're going to have some practices good on good. But Coach V, man, we're behind you. Um, don't matter, right? Rain, sleet, or snow, right? We got all we got all the uh, uh, ducks in a row. Or if the chips are stacked against us, we rocking with you. I know there's some people, you know, talking negatively, but I see the vision. Uh, and, and 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 people who know me, I'm not a fan. I'm not a stan, right? I'm not. I'm not what you know. I'm not one of these guys who are just going to say rah, rah, or because he was my coach. By the way, I had some shitty coaches. I got to tell you, I ain't going to say their names, but everybody wasn't great. All right. Everybody who coached for OU was not a phenomenal coach. That's no championship squad was pretty fresh. I ain't going to lie. I, I don't know about too many weak links on that, that staff, but that ain't the only staff I played for. And, and I saw some coaches who were, uh, as far as I'm concerned, imbeciles. They, they did not deserve to be running uh, a, a program like the University of Oklahoma. So I'm not saying Coach V is going to get it done just because I like him or because he coaches OU. I'm saying it because I know the man. I know his plan. I know his character um, and the way he's recruiting. Right. Tebow left because he said Oklahoma can't recruit with the best. And, and in one year, we finish strong and keep these guys uh, on board that we discussed, we're going to have a better class than he ever produced and in positions he could never, ever get the caliber of kid we're getting. His classes were fluffed over with five-star quarterbacks and a couple of stud receivers and or running backs. Nah, man, we getting backers. We getting DNs, right? 
we getting tackled. Like we're getting ball players, grown men that you're gonna need to win uh the games that matter on the defensive side of the ball. Ten thoughts. Wanted to just uh give you guys obviously I delayed it a couple of days. It's a bye week. Um closing out, I'll say this, guys. You know, 14 years ago, I never thought I'd be in a position that I'm in today. Barry and I going down that road four months ago to do this, but I, I've been really dialed in with the the Sooner program and uh, in communities where, you know, a lot of the dialogue behind the scenes and just people who really yearn for what's happening with OU and the programs happening and what matter. Today, I'm just just humbled, right? We have a podcast that's doing well. Uh, we're growing, right? Obviously, business ventures happening and, and people putting opportunities in front of us. Um, and, and I'll just say this, man, I'm just, I am really grateful. I, I thank God. I really do. I thank God for putting me in a position to have my health, my family, you know, things in, in, in order. Um, and I'm just excited to see what's next. I understand you can't please everyone. I understand there's going to be situations where sometimes folk don't understand why things happen the way they happen. And I'm just here to say, like, I just want to make sure that um, as, you know, someone who literally gave it all up for the Sooner Nation, the Sooner Nation knows, man, that my heart is always in a place to make sure that uh, we are the absolute very best we can be. And anyway, my platform, my name, my experience, my stories, I don't know, my injury, right? I don't know can can help benefit that i'm willing to do so i appreciate you guys uh obviously 10 thoughts is a thing and that's super dope i want to shout out twitter man uh it's it's been it's been a learning experience for one uh, but you guys are freaking crazies man follow the twitter uh d underscore mac 13 obviously ig dame that dude obviously the twitter Barry and Mac page and the IG Barry and Mac page. You guys have been starting to ask questions and 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 you know interact with us. And we really want to continue to grow that thing out. I think Barry wants to do a thing called a Twitter space, I think is what it's called. So we'll be, you know, we'll be trying that deal out here in the next couple of days, next couple of weeks. But look out, we got an interview coming up, man. Uh my old captain, Torrance Marshall, baby. We call him Chief. Chief will be coming on the pod having a conversation with us about his experience as a Sooner, what's going on with Coach BV today, um, and what it means to be a captain at the University of Oklahoma. Guys, have a good night. I look forward to seeing you guys. Um, I look forward to the feedback, guys. Go leave a five-star rating. Go let everyone know uh, that we are going to continue to deliver and bring you guys the very best that we have to offer because it matters to us. Have a good night. God bless. Take care.